The biggest lessons I've learned in my life are here. Through different topics, I'm going to inspire and motivate you to reach your success and your dreams. I'm so grateful that you're here on Journey to Success. So let's enjoy my next episode together. Hi, Sebastian. My name is Fabio from the Fabio Podcast, Success Stories. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Fabio. Thank you for asking. <laughs> very, very, very good. So, I will say before, I'm in the Netherlands. <laughs> so, let's, let's continue. <laughs> so, I'm in the Netherlands and uh, I know that you are from uh, Cape Verde, correct? Yes, exactly. I'm, okay. sitting, I'm sitting right now, literally, pff, can I be 15, min- 15, 15 meters from the beach? Oh, it is so beautiful. You know yeah. that my my fiance is uh, half Dutch and half uh, Cape Verde. Okay. Do you know from yeah. what what island? Uh, honestly, is uh, uh, Mindelo. Mindelo. Okay, Mindelo. that's exactly where I'm sitting. Yeah. That's exactly and, where I'm located. And uh, I tell you something. Uh, the family, the surname of the family is uh, La Cruz. So La no Cruz, Cruz okay. but La Cruz. <laughs> so yeah, it could be relatives. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> All right. So, uh, who is Sebastian Carlos Cruz? So Sebastian has uh, served as a celebrity coach for icons like Madonna and Mohombi. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and uh, he took that that stage as a speaker on uh, Vision Zero Suicides. But before this, Sebastian Carlos Cruz was just Sebastian. Sebastian who faced different challenges. Hmm? So this child, who was this child, right? So before being cool, coaching famous people, Sebastian, who were you? So from now on, I'll leave the word to you. Go that's, a, that's, a good, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> before being cool, who was I? Listen, Fabio, I'm going to tell you right now, I was born cool, brother. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right, right. Well, then we can really close the, the episode. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. That's it, guys. Thank you for this episode. No, but so I'm, I'm um, born and raised in Sweden. I am, my father is Cape Verdean. My mom is Swedish. So I was raised on both sides of the fence, so to say. I got to see a lot of... A lot of good things on both sides, a lot of tough things on both sides. Uh, and as somebody who was growing up in Sweden with a, a, a colored father, I faced different difficulties growing up. But also as everything from like Nazis to a lot of racism in Sweden, but also had a very idyllic uh, upbringing in the sense of Swedish. Swedish summer is absolutely incredible. I had friends. I... Uh, did did a lot of a lot of amazing things, but I always had this eagerness to fit in, and I always yeah. wanted to do my own thing. But that's essentially how my journey started in Sweden. And after I was after I turned nineteen, which is when we graduate in Sweden, me and my best friend decided to travel. So we traveled all across the world. We traveled to Australia. We ended up in Asia, different places, a bunch all of different right. places in in, uh, in Europe. And then after some time, I ended up in Norway. And in Norway, that's when I'm starting to be cool. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so you liked, uh, you definitely liked to, to travel as understood. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Uh, but, um, so this was your comfort zone. But I mean, um, I, I like to hear the precise moment you felt 
you had to change. Okay, so what was the negative feeling before that? If something happened in your life, and what was the positive feeling after that? So especially when you fell in love with dancing. So what was the trigger in your case, Sebastian? So I was always I was always searching for I was always searching for Cape Verde. I was always searching for my roots, a place where I could fit in, a place where I could be myself. Because naturally, if you are born in Sweden and you are coming from, you you think you're Swedish, right? But you understand you're, yeah. you have an African heritage, but like Swedish is all I know. And then from, from you starting to not be accepted by people around you and you start, the older you get or in 12 to to 17 you start to understand okay wait puberty i'm different I'm, i look different we eat different i talk different uh, i i believe different things because that's been installed from you from my family and as a result of that i was again faced with nazis and 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 i started doing martial arts okay. do, doing a lot a lot a lot of martial arts in order to defend myself uh, and that was it i was going to be a fighter that was my goal i i did it for seven years like very intensely until i was 17 And my whole thing was just like, I'm, I'm going to go pro. This is what I'm going to do. Yashta. And then once I, I had a friend of mine who went to a dance class and he said, hey, bro, I'm not sure about training and getting kicked by men all the time. But our dance teacher, she's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, always starts, uh, and I didn't need to hear more, brother. After that, I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but but so joke aside like that is that is definitely part of the truth but um yeah, yeah. It also I, I, i believe it I mean. <laughs> it also comes to the point of i found a place where i could express myself and i was accepted i found twisted feet dance academy in gothenburg which is a it's a it was a huge part of my upbringing uh in my uh, late teens so to say and um So yeah, that was definitely one of those first moments where I'm like, whoa, that, that's when I found dancing and I just started to go all in on dancing. So then from becoming a professional fighter, it's like, no, I'm going to be a professional dancer. That's what I'm going to be. Go all in, do that for a couple of years, move to Australia, stay in Australia, get, my, get to Norway, end up in Norway. And in Norway, I live with my dance crew. That's when I'm really becoming a professional. That's right. when I'm, I'm starting to work as a professional. I'm doing tours in Norway. I'm starting to model at the same time. Um, I'm traveling internationally as a model, as a dancer. I'm going to all these events. I'm getting booked. I'm getting paid. I'm making big money. And then from nowhere, I, I run into this wall. And then that wall is panic anxiety. Well, you know, it's truly like um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something, right? So a couple of years, no, more than a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I started uh, salsa for the same nice. reason, right? No, but the start was truly for the same reason. Like, hey, there are girls, it's beautiful, so let's flirt, etc., etc. Let's go. I liked it. So it's it's not so much far. <laughs> <laughs> truly and um okay okay well beautiful beautiful and uh tell me um have you how can i say you have you never had a, a crisis like would you mind sharing a moment when uh, maybe you felt you weren't good enough for the world of dancing and stage or everything was nice uh smooth So, so many times, brother, so many times. Yeah, I, right. I, I was really struggling with my, with my, uh, with my self-confidence for a while there. I, I always had a good self-belief. So I believed in myself. I believed that I could make it. 
I just had bad confidence in my ability when I was doing it, right? But I always had this belief in myself. But I remember so many times, like I've done, I've done two knee surgeries where I've where I was pretty big surgeries uh, because of dancing. So I couldn't do choreography very well. I wasn't good in taking choreography. Okay. And where there was a moment in my school where we're in the dance school in the dance community where everybody was focused on choreography. And I really didn't want to do that. I really wanted to become a, a freestyle dancer. At least that's what I told myself. But truth is that I really wanted to become a, or one part of me really wanted to become a choreographer dancer, so to say, to be able to dance behind the artist. So, but I couldn't do that because of my knee, because it hurted every time I took somebody else's class because they moved in ways I couldn't. So I had to find a way. I'm like, first it was obviously like, wow, this, this might not be it. I might not be able to do this. But then back and forth, back and forth, finding my way. So my journey is a journey about constantly turning an obstacle into an opportunity. And, and that's what I had it, to do. How did it happen? How did you hurt yourself? It was also in the stage or? So first surgery was, uh, I, be, I, had, I had knee problems since I was a child. I had, uh, I have hyperextensions in my knees. Uh, in my knee joints, that's number one. Um, I had to do rehab when I was as young as probably 13, 14, something like that. Okay. So it was always it was always there, so to say. But again, you do martial arts, you get your knees kicked, you 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 become a dancer. You're you're just reckless. I'm doing uh, like split jumps onto concrete for for no other reason than just because I felt like it. So I that's the first time. And then what I, so this, is a, this is a sad but true story. Yeah. So when I'm doing my first knee surgery, I'm, I'm dating this girl. Or I'm, together, I'm living together with my ex at this time. Right. And she is the queen of Bachata Sensual, literally. And what ends up happening is that we are doing a festival. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to get a name during that time. So I'm starting to get, so I'm, I run... I ran the world's first Afro-Latin festival that was focused on mental and physical health for dancers. And during, after the first or second year, first year, I'm getting a name. So I'm now I'm booked. Now I'm getting booked internationally. But I've just done my first knee surgery. So then I'm faced with a moment. I'm like, okay, should I travel to China, Japan, Shanghai, New York, and multiple countries in Europe as a professional dancer, mm-hmm. or should I do a knee surgery? And so I said, I'm going to do both. <laughs> and that was the question. Okay, should I, should I then wait and do, should I wait after my knee surgery and maybe miss this opportunity or should I do the opportunity? And worst thing that happened is that I can just do the surgery again. So I said, fuck it. Let me, let me do the sur- Let me just go on, let me go on world tour. Someone's on tour with an injured knee. What I didn't know is that that caused me to get arthritis. So now I have arthritis in my knee. Uh, and I had to do a second surgery. <laughs> All right. But, but again, like, my, like I said to, like told you earlier, my journey is a journey about turning obstacles into an opportunity. Yeah. And that's what I've been about since back then. And as of now, I'm turning 33 and my knee is stronger than it's ever been. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm stronger, I'm more flexible, I'm stronger, I'm mentally stronger, so all good. I believe it. Yeah, 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 no, I definitely believe it. I believe it. you are, uh, I believe it. you are strong, and uh, I also watch something, and uh, I'm not an expert, but you are very, very good. But <laughs> Thank I, you, brother. 
at the same time, I, you know, I, I like to be focused on the surgery uh, period time, uh, yeah. especially because there are uh, people around us, right, that they, uh, they have a dream and uh, maybe something happened to them, right, and they feel uh, discouraged. You know what I mean? And it's beautiful that the people around us listen that you did it. I mean, you had uh, two surgeries, right? And you are here. You, 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 you are big and uh, you also train uh, Madonna, as understood. So, yeah. so, I mean, if you did it and you had uh, two surgeries and also I know that you had some uh, anxiety, right, for for stage in in a stage or something correct me if i'm wrong yeah exactly i had uh, i had panic anxiety in pa- panic inside i mean uh, we are all human but at the same time uh, we can uh, overcome and transform ourselves uh, to heroes uh, and this 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 is the most beautiful things i think about it you know it's uh, it's very very good very nice and um so, 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 so. And about this, actually, about uh, surgery and everything, uh, uh, have you never thought something like, uh, um, okay, uh, maybe I'm not going to become big as I wished. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm not going to realize a bigger dream as I thought. Have you never thought something like that? So many times, so many times I was hesitating myself and I think that's a, be- that's a part of the journey. It's but part I was, of the journey. Yeah, but I was always very attentive and I paid a lot of attention to what other people in that have done what I had to do what they said. So I listened to a lot of people that have been through journey, injuries. I listened to uh, people like a lot of sports stars, a lot of athletes that had to go through a lot of different surgeries and uh, and I listened to what they said and I said, hey, look, you will feel this, you will feel that. But And then again, I like to get my ego to work for me, not against yeah. me. So I'm yeah. using the fact that, okay, but if this human can do it, he's human, I'm human. If he can do it, then I can definitely do it. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way he's better than me. Before we go through, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking just three seconds to share it with someone else. It is a small gesture that could make a big difference in someone's day. Now, sit back and enjoy the rest of the episode. And you overcame. I mean, you overcame the with the surgery and the anxiety as well. And would you like to say something about it? How did you do? How did you overcome? Especially the anxiety, right? Because I know that the surgery, maybe it's more, maybe physical thing and the therapy, but the anxiety, it's more something, more psychological, I think. Yeah, it was way tougher to go through the anxious part. And, and, and my yeah. tip to whoever is dealing with it is that you have to come to an understanding and an acceptance that whatever you're dealing with right now is 100% in your control. And I understand how crazy that sounds when you are in the bottom. I've been there. I've seen the darkness. I was just looking at a different angle than you are right now, but I'm in. I'm right next to where you've been. I've been right there at the bottom contemplating suicide. But the only difference from the man I am today with all the success, all the things I've done versus the person I was in that moment is just my mindset. 
that's it. So you have to understand that your you, your your journey is extremely unique, but it's so unique that other people have walked it before you. So follow what they're saying. Talk to people. Share. If you're suffering, it's probably because you're suffering in silence. Share with people. Don't label yourself worse than it is. You're going through a really tough time right now. And I hear you hear this all the time as of as of right now where people are saying, uh, I have I have anxiety. I have anxiety. Oh, I have a test tomorrow. I have anxiety. Oh, I'm going to go on a date. I have anxiety. You don't have anxiety. You're anxious. It's a big difference. But you're labeling yourself and semantics matters. So pay attention to the words that you're using about yourself. Mm, all right. All right. Yeah, it's, it's true. Sometimes we use words to force something about that doesn't exist yet. Words you know creates I mean? your reality, yeah, most certainly, yeah. because you're, these are thoughts that you're having, and now you're speaking them into reality. So that will become your 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 tongue is shaping your reality. So you keep saying to yourself, "I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I'm depressed. I'm depressed." Yes, you are. It, it's gonna it's gonna portray. It becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Right. And how many uh, years uh, took to? Um, Uh, to recover totally with the surgery and to have a confidence to be totally yourself on the stage. So I'm still I'm still doing re uh, rehabilitation. Uh, it's just I don't call it rehab anymore. I call it prehab. But I'm still I'm still damaged. My knee is still in is still not full. My left knee is still not as good as my right knee. But it's not the point. Was never to become 100% correct. The point was to understand how can I keep doing what I love with what I have. I have this body. I can't change it. This is what I got. How can I let this work in my favor? Right. I can improve my dance style. I can change my dance style. I have this mind. I cannot change it. I can't change my. I can't change the brain I'm having. Okay. How can I use this to to optimize what I'm, who I am, what I do, what I want? So you have to look at it. Look at the tools that you have, and be objective about it. Okay. This is what I have. Is this is in my control? My body is not in my control. I have this, I, like, it's not in my control to the extent of this bo which body I got. This is the body I got. Let me do the best with it. So what does that mean? Well, for me, it means that I have to do mobility exercises every day. I have to do stretching exercises every day. I have to do workout. That's how I keep my, my legs and my joints mobile and strong. So it's more about working with what you have and making sure that you are 100% confident in the fact that you have done mm. the work. Maybe better like that. I mean, um, uh, you know, when, when someone is totally, um, totally good on, on something from the beginning, right? Yeah. So it doesn't really improve itself. So after a while, uh, it just accept who he is. Like, yeah, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Enough. It's not. I'm not. I'm not gonna train myself because I'm good enough, right? But uh, in a long period of time, uh, then it's not enough. But in your case, it's more like, well, I accept the fact that my body is not perfect. So then I'm gonna become uh, better than uh, anyone else around me. So it's very good mindset. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it's about because it's the only mindset that serves you. Any other mindset won't work. It's a fallacy. The only thing you can focus on is what is in your control, and you can only control the things that you have. So I can yeah. control. I can control the effort I put in. I can control that 
with what I have, I'm gonna going to squeeze out every part of life, whatever it gives me, right? This is why I yeah. travel so much. This is why I do so many things. This is why I'm involved with charity. This is why I go out and I dance with kids. This is why I go to SOS Children Village. This is why I, I'm doing public speaking because I really want to experience life. Love it. And uh, well, today you are in a better place. So tell me about today, finally. So who is Sebastian Carlos Cruz? Who are you? That's a good question. As of this uh, October 26th of 2023, I am a public speaker. I just finished my first TEDx talk, one of many. I'm heading to I'm heading to the capital and I will have a, a my keynote speak you know, for the uh, parliament within the next week. I'm a celebrity coach. I'm somebody who really loves my family. I'm extremely proud over my heritage, both of my Swedish and my Cape Verdean side. Uh, I'm somebody who absolutely loves my mother <laughs> and my father uh, and my siblings. That's so beautiful. And as of now, I'm doing a lot of charity work. I'm making sure to adding as much value as I possibly can to Africa and making sure that I'm like we, like I want to leave this world better than as, as as cliche as it sounds right like i really want to when my time is up i know i pushed it i know yeah, i pushed I it i want to live so your much. life to the fullest I, so I that's the man it. i am today i hear you yeah yeah like i i i mean we're here in this world right and um But we are here for a reason. Uh, that's what I think every time. And uh, it's beautiful if uh, any of us understand we are here to leave a mark in this world. So uh, you're doing, uh, and uh, some of us do, but not unfortunately, most of the people don't do enough. Uh, they don't realize their dream. They don't, unfortunately, they, they don't vision enough to go through, you know? Exactly. Uh, and it's pity because the, w there are so many talented people in this world. And uh, yeah, and I just I just wish that with this talk that you are having with me today, uh, people around us understand that um, that you, 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 you can become whatever you want to be if you Literally. really go through. And that's the thing. You have to respect the process. You can become anything you yeah. want to be, but you can't become everything at the same time. That's not how things work. Yeah. You have to respect the process. Things take time. And we are so focused right now in a, in a quick fixed uh, society. We want uh, Instagram fame right now. One yeah. million in 30 days. Uh, six minute abs. That's not how things goes. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Beautiful. And uh, wow, love it. And uh, I mean, uh, time is flying. And is there anything else would you like to say or promote before concluding the, the episode? Sebastian? So for anybody who is listening right now and you are in a place where you want to elevate yourself, you will feel imposter syndrome. You will doubt yourself. You will think that you're not enough. That's part of the journey. That means you're pushing yourself. Don't worry about it. Do it anyway. Get out there. Live life to the fullest. 
no matter what other people, what the people in your closest circle think. If your people in your closest circle are shitting on you, get a new circle. If there is nobody around you, join communities online. Don't let anybody else hold you back. And most definitely, don't let yourself hold you back in becoming the best version of yourself. And if you want to connect, you can find me at meetcoachsebastian.com. That is M-E-E-T, coachsebastian.com. Or on any social media at coachsebastian.cv, as in Cape Word. Love it. And... Uh... And with this, we can close the episode. Thank you, Sebastian, for being here to the Fabi podcast. And uh, thanks to my community for always being here. A hug and see you next Wednesday. Cheers. Here we are. Congratulations. You just finished my entire episode. So the only thing I ask is to take a moment to give Journey to Success a rating. By the way, thank you so much for being here on Journey to Success. I'm very grateful. Thank you and see you next time.